Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We've got a wonderful show in store for you with an amazing guest we have in studio today. You guys know how much I love when our guests are in studio, so I hope you enjoy it too. Uh, I really want to get to it, but first, of course, how can we not do our quotes of the day? By the way, I hope you all know, like last fourth, last Thursday, 4th of July, we didn't do any shows because it was a holiday. Ooh, already getting hearts. I love it. Ah, welcome to the show, Patty and uh, Kierneman. All right, wonderful. Thank you for watching. Awesome. Uh, so let's start off with our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. First, from the universe. It's not the career you choose, the friend you marry, or the path you take that determines success or happiness in life, but that each day, in some small way, you seek to amaze as much as be amazed. You wow me, the universe. How oh, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Uh, um, uh, and this one, I love this one because... It, it's kind of reminding us that it's not so much the external things that really are important in life, but it's really the attitude with, with which we bring to life and, and that wonder that we can bring with us uh, and allow ourselves to be like little kids and be amazed at like even the little things. You know, lately I've been... On, on a flower kick. So I've been like, whenever I walk around the city and, and I see some pretty flowers, I just take a picture. And I'm like collecting tons and tons of photographs of like different flowers, different colors and stuff. And, you know, I've seen them before. It's not like I never noticed them before. But for the first time, I'm really stopping to take a look at them. Now, I'm not smelling them because a lot of them are like, you know, on the trees where the dogs do you know what. So, uh, you know, I'm not smelling. But I am just stopping and noticing them. And there are so many different varieties. And I don't know. I mean, when I was a kid growing up, I've been in New York City my entire life. I don't really ever remember seeing this many flowers around. And, and, and it really strikes me now because I know when I have visited Europe and different cities and when I visit Israel whenever I go back to see my family and there are tons of flowers everywhere and I always noticed it because I always felt like I come back to New York and there's like nothing here. Um, but now there's actually you do see a lot of flowers everywhere and it amazes me. And it's a little thing, but it's those little things that mean so much in life. And I think that's what this quote is all about. It's, it's paying attention to the little miracles of life, whether it's a gorgeous sunset, a flower, uh, the smell of the trees in a park, uh, the, the feeling of the breeze on our face when we're near the ocean or by a river or lake, um, that all these things are something to soak in and take in. And that, that this is what really life is all about. This is what it means to be alive. It's, it's noticing all these things. And sometimes those little things may not be so pleasant. Sometimes it's a bad smell. If you've been in New York City and you've walked past a pile of garbage in the summertime, you know what that smells like. <laughs> or, or probably any city in the United States. Um, but it's noticing that too. Uh, you know, sometimes we think 
that I, I really only should be noticing the good stuff. But actually, that's not life. You know, life is things that are pleasant and things that are unpleasant. And sometimes I feel like if we can just take the judgment away from it a little bit and and say like, ooh, you know, ooh, that's a really raunchy smell. Wow, that was intense. Now I know I'm alive from smelling that. <laughs> you know, if you've been in the subways, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, it's everything together. That's life. It makes life so much richer. It, 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 when we smell those smells that maybe don't appeal to us, it makes when we smell something good that much more meaningful to us. So let's enjoy the contrast. I mean, of course, it, it's not pleasant. And of course, you know, we have that visceral reaction to it, like, ooh. But, but after we catch ourselves and it's like, ooh, okay, like, I know I'm alive. So there's something good to be said for all of that. So let's seek to amaze as well as be amazed. Actually, I'm more into seeking to be amazed rather than amazed. But, you know, we can amaze too. Okay, wonderful. I love that quote. All right, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. Tell everyone you know, quote, my happiness depends on me, so you're off the hook, unquote. And then demonstrate it. Be happy, no matter what they're doing. Practice feeling good, no matter what. And before you know it, you will not give anyone else responsibility for the way you feel. And then you'll love them all because the only reason you don't love them is because you're using them as your excuse to not feel good. Abraham. Ah, another like, see the kind of related quotes. And I swear, these are the quotes that came to my inbox this morning. Um, and they're always so apropos for what we're going to talk about in each show. But this one, and I've, we've, I've talked about sort of similar quotes to this in the past. And, and this is such a this is really, really at the heart of what Abraham teaches about feeling good, because sometimes we we put our happiness on something external. What someone is doing, how they're treating us, how they're treating another human being. And none of that has anything to do with us being happy. And, and the way I heard Abraham explain it once and I use this over and over again because I feel it's just such a good example because we first have to look at ourselves. And if we think about how many different people in our lives look to us to be one way or another for their happiness, right? Our parents want us to be one way. Our partners want us to be another way. Our spouses want us to be another way. Our children want us to be another way. Our friends want us to be another way. Our coworkers want us to be another way. Our, our bosses want us to be another way. Our clients want us to be... There were like so many different people in our lives that all look to us, and if we're not a certain way, they're not happy. And if you think about it, you cannot stand on your head in enough different contorted positions to make everyone in your life happy. It's just impossible. And part of the reason why it's impossible is because it's not our job to make anyone else happy. And most people can really get that. And if you can get that somebody else's happiness is not dependent upon you, then the converse or the inverse is also true. Nobody else's actions, beings, statements, anything is responsible for our happiness. We are responsible for our happiness. Us and us alone. 
And so we do not need to put any conditions on our happiness. It is our natural state. We, when we are tuned into our, our spirit, our soul, our true essence inside of ourselves, without paying attention to anything external, our natural state is happiness. And if we look to somebody else to make us happy, we're putting up resistance to our own happiness. We're, 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 we're making it conditional. And as much as a lot of people act like life is conditional, life is not conditional. Life is a gift. And so when we take away those conditions, being happy is so much easier. Right? I mean, what if absolutely nothing in your life needs to change right here, right now for you to be happy? Isn't that an amazing thought? Then we could just be happy. We don't got to worry about what anyone else is doing in our lives. We don't have to worry about what the president is doing. We don't have to worry about what the government is doing. We don't have to worry about what the corporations are doing. Doesn't mean we, you know, we're not concerned about the environment. Doesn't mean we're not concerned about, you know, things that are important to us. But just because we're concerned does not mean our happiness is dependent upon it. We can be concerned and still be happy. Right? We can have a difference of opinion and still be happy. And so as we learn to embody this more and more, and look, I mean, if this is a new concept to anybody listening on the Facebook Live or on talkradio.nyc, if this is a new concept for you, I don't expect you to like flip a magic switch and instantly you're, you're, you're happy all the time. No, it's a process. You, you, we be gentle with ourselves. We, we, we practice it. And little by little by little over time, we get there. Look, I'm not 100% there. I admit it. I'm the pot calling the kettle black. You know, I still am, am you know, I, when, when other people are happy with something I did, I feel happy. You know, I've, I haven't completely learned to totally detach to other people's feelings. And how they affect my own happiness. However, I am happy more of the time and I am less concerned about what other people think of me for my own happiness than I was five years ago or ten years ago. So it's a, it's a never-ending, evolving process. So two wonderful, amazing quotes of the day uh, from Mike Dooley in the Universe and from Abraham. I hope you enjoyed them. I certainly did, in case you can't tell. Um, and I think rather apropos for what we're going to talk about today. So now it is my extreme pleasure to welcome to the show CEO and author Ani Anderson. What if there was just one word that can explain everything in your life led you, that led you out of disappointment and struggle, point you to your purpose, enable you to make all your decisions in alignment with your empowered destiny and heal your relationships? Wouldn't that make life easier, healthier, more joyful, and even more abundant? Well, indeed, there is such a magical word, and Ani will show us how to discover that precious treasure, the key to setting a course driven by your soul's agenda. In her breakthrough book, Find Your Soul's Agenda, I'm holding it up for the people in the Facebook Live so you can see it. Got to get this book. The one word that will make your whole life a success, Anderson 
thought leader, speaker, and coach on the leading edge in personal development guides you through this illuminating and life-changing process. With 65% of Americans admitting to taking antidepressants in the recent months, it is clear that people are living lives that conflict with their inner values, desires, and gifts. Ani is CEO of the internationally regarded New Health Inc., headquartered in Willsboro, New York, a personal and professional development company that serves private clients, groups, and corporations with trainings on self-leadership, motivation, stress resiliency, and sensation-based mindset methods. Ooh, we're going to talk about that. So welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Ani. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful to have you here in studio. I really appreciate you making the trip down from Millsboro. How long did it take you to get here? Well, it took us five hours by car, but almost Ooh. as long to get from Queens to Manhattan this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, morning rush hour traffic. So um, it's time for us to take our first break. Uh, so I, at least I got the introduction in. So when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about you a little bit, okay? Great. Wonderful. So I hope you all are enjoying this. Uh, welcome, Mark, to the Facebook Live. Uh Stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Our guest this hour is Ani Anderson, author of the book, Find Your Soul's Agenda. And we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking with Ani Anderson. Welcome to the studio, Ani. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. So um, how long have you been in this world of sort of transformational thought? Uh, I would say since I was a junior in college. That was my, my oh, first wow. experience with uh, energy medicine. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's pretty young for being first exposed to energy medicine. Yeah, well, uh, my mother gave me a book, uh, Carolyn Mace's uh, oh. 
book, uh, Anatomy of the Spirit. That's no. what it was. Uh, and I was having a health concern at the time, and the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Uh, so I was in my room one day trying to figure out if I could help myself, and I grabbed that book off my bookshelf, and it cured me up right away. Oh, wow. So do, you, do you remember what it was exactly that... that sort of relieved whatever yeah. was going on with yeah it? it was the inner it was the information about the energy of the chakras that's what it was ah, and so i yeah, yeah i got to see how there was something going on in my life that i was not addressing uh-huh. and as soon as i addressed it my mm-hmm. symptoms were alleviated and uh-huh. at that point i just i needed to know whatever that was uh-huh. so i could figure it out you know wow. so it, it really set me on the path w- w- which chakra was it most centered in it was my first chakra first your root yeah, chakra it was family ah, stuff family yeah survival stuff yeah yeah that stuff that that gets you you know you know what i was taught uh, that i thought was so interesting a lot of people don't know this that our seven chakras are sort of forming during our first seven years of life so that things that happen during our first year of life affect the root chakra. During our second year of life, the sacral chakra. During the third year, the solar plexus chakra, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, up to the crown. Yeah, yeah. I think what's so fascinating about that is that's when the subconscious mind is developing. Right, right? exactly. Because they say like a child's ego, personality really isn't formed until you're about seven or eight. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So then after the age of seven or eight, our conscious mind comes on, but we already have all of our programming and our chakra information has been building. I think that's fascinating. Wow, wow, that's wild. Um, and, and so what kind of energy medicine did you get when you were in college? Was it Reiki or something else? No, it was just reading Carolyn's book. That was Oh, just reading Carolyn's that book was my itself. Absolutely. Wow. That was my first, uh, my first experience with energetics. Okay. And then the following year in college, we were given the opportunity to do a, an elective. And you know what? It was in craniosacral therapy. That's oh, what it was. Okay. I studied craniosacral extensively after graduation but there was an elective Uh, it was just like a weekend course that we could take and that was my very first hands-on energetic modality oh wow wow actually it's so funny i just had a friend last week ask me if i knew of a good craniosacral (laughs) uh, therapist in manhattan which unfortunately i mean i'm sure i do i just don't know who they are because i know so many people but yeah i have to find one for my friend but that's interesting so craniosacral all right and so then what happened after college? Well, I was studying to become an occupational therapist. Oh, okay. So I loved college. It was so creative and exciting. And I graduated and I landed in the Western medical system. And you'd mm. think I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> but I was really taken aback. It was uh. two weeks after graduation. I was in the OT department standing there. The clinic, I, I was looking around in the clinic and I thought to myself, right. This can't be the rest of my life. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just graduated, but this can't be the rest of my life. I was in the Western medical system for about four years before I left to start my own private pay private practice. Oh, okay. And and where were you at the time? I was near Saratoga, New York. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, And and so when you made that leap to private practice, because I know you know my wife is a psychotherapist, and and she she. she worked for an agency for many years and then worked for a psychiatrist and and it actually took a bit of convincing to get her to finally like leave and like do her own private practice because it's a kind of a scary thing isn't it yeah it is i think for me i was so young i didn't know better Ah, it was before i had children (laughs) it was before i had children i had only been in the system for a few years uh, and uh, gosh i must have been about 23 so i don't oh wow that's it i just didn't know better good good (laughs) sometimes being stupid is better than 
think so. <laughs> when I look back, and now sometimes I help people to transition out of the system, right. it's really difficult for folks, and it can yes. be very scary. Yes, absolutely. A lot of my coaching clients um, are like people who are, are feel like they want to do something different, but they're not quite sure, and they're yeah. a little tentative about doing it, and it's, it's helping to coach them and showing them sort of a strategy that you know, can ease them into their new new path that they want to go to, yeah. you know, without, you know, just jumping ship right away and not being able to pay your bills. Because exactly. some people do that when they're not grounded. Exactly. So I started working after work, seeing a few clients right. on the side. And right. then, um, you know, the, the short story is I ended up getting fired from my position. <laughs> my boss was not happy that I was working uh, on the side. And I don't think she was happy about the energy medicine component. Uh, so anyway... I ended up losing my job and I thought, well, what am I going to do? So yeah. I just upped my ante and it oh. was fine. I started seeing clients in their homes because uh -huh. I didn't have an office. Uh, I mean, okay. these things at the time just made sense. But when I look back, that girl had guts. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. It, it takes some courage <laughs> sometimes to do these things, but you don't realize that's what it is at the time. Yeah, exactly. And so you were doing craniosacral in terms Primarily. of... Primarily. Yeah, yeah. I was deep into craniosacral therapy. I was on track to become um, an instructor with the institute. Oh, I was, I, I was super into it. Wow, wow. Yeah. So was there anything like while you were doing it and developing this that happened that like really shocked you or surprised you that made you go, oh, my God, I didn't know it was that powerful. <laughs> well, lots that, of that, things. That laugh of recognition. I Jeez, which one, Sam? Um, Whatever pops into your head. First. Yeah. So when uh, this was after I had children, so uh, my, my kids were young. I had a five year old and a two year old, I guess. Mm. My husband at the time moved to a new area. It was very small, little area. Mm -hmm. It's where we live now. And I was ready to set up my private practice because I was ready to kind of get back into it uh, after my kids were old enough. Right. And uh, the second day that we moved into town, I'm ready to hang my shingle. I do very uh, particular kind of work. I'm a uh, rehabilitation okay. person, energy medicine uh, specialist. Okay. I've been doing it for years. Second day I was there, I met somebody who was doing basically the exact same thing as me. Oh. I'm an occupational therapist. He was a physical therapist, uh, okay. energy medicine specialist, gotcha. manual therapist. Uh -huh. And uh, the two of us started doing some work together. Oh, and nice. that's really like, as, as you say, what was things that surprised you? I mean, one of the things that surprised me, and I bring um, Brian up, mm. is routinely people would come in with weird stuff nobody could figure out. I mean, we uh, were the people known in the area that if the doctors couldn't figure it out, go see Annie and Brian no. and they'll fix you up. Uh, so it was, it was amazing stuff all the time. Wow. Wow. Uh, and now th this is in, in general, like a, a, a small town area, like not a heavily populated area, right? Oh no. And, and so that there actually is like enough openness and, and, and that there is enough to support sort of a private practice, even if you're not in a big city, because I think sometimes people think, well, if I'm not in this hugely populous area, that how can I possibly support myself doing this kind of work? I wish I could give you the number of people that live in our town. Yeah. Brian could, I can't, <laughs> but it's very, very small. Oh. It's the kind of town where there's one stoplight oh, and wow. you could just walk down the middle of the street, <laughs> that kind of small. Wow. And there are, uh, at least two that I can think of acupuncturists. I'm not okay. doing hands-on energy medicine anymore, but there's okay. three energy medicine specialists, massage therapists. Everybody's booked out. 
Wow. Months in advance. Wow. So it doesn't matter how small your town is. There's wow. opportunities abound. That's amazing. That's amazing. Good. I'm glad. I want my, my audience to really know that. Um, and so how did things develop over the years? Like when did, um, uh, what's it called again? New New Health. New Health Inc. How did that come about? <laughs> yeah, well, um, Brian, who was my business partner at the time, and uh-huh. I were running a uh, uh, wellness center. We co-owned a wellness center with a yoga instructor. Mm-hmm. And we decided that we were going to start hosting workshops. Mm-hmm. Each of us had hosted workshops before. We mm-hmm. were going to come together and host a workshop together. Mm-hmm. So we, we hosted a stress management workshop that was right. our first workshop uh almost eight eight nine years ago i guess now uh, and um we it was super fun uh, so i'll say that it was super fun and we were doing things in a little bit different way our clients were telling us than they had ever heard before uh-huh. and so we started to think how can we bring this information to a larger audience because mm-hmm. right now we're bringing it to 15 people uh, in our teeny town. Right. How can we bring this information? If it is so new, how can we right. bring it to a larger audience? And so um, Brian and I decided to combine our business. Mm. And it was about 24 hours after we shook hands on the mm. deal that some weird energetic shifts started to take place within our own lives. Oh. And one of them was that Brian and I felt like completely drawn together like magnets like huh. uh, we started um meditating together or it uh. we just didn't know what the energy was about right, right, um right. and i'm happy to talk about the longer version of the story but the short version of the story uh-huh. is that brian and i decided that in order to bring our work together in the world the best way to be able to do that was to to be in partnership both life partners and business partners uh. and so our the constellation of our family uh, rearranged mm-hmm. and I, you've, I think you know my story but yeah. our exes are also together oh are they no I didn't know that yeah oh. yeah so that's the punchline wow. um, yeah so we, the four of us raise our three children in two homes in this teeny tiny town together wow. so we've been through a lot wow and, and are both you and Brian's have good relationships with your exes? Absolutely. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. We, we co-parent. So we consider oh. ourselves co-collaborators in this Wonderful. Wonderful. journey with our kids. Y- you know, I've always felt like when when people come together instead of split apart like that, that it actually adds more support to the family system yeah. and, and it actually brings more resources together because yeah. if it's just two people raising two kids versus for people raising two kids, yeah. it, it, it's, there's, there's less available. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And people will often laugh, uh, especially mm. now in our town, they see us and they say, oh, your arrangement is so amazing. And yeah. it, to some degree it is. We have two days where there are no children in our house. Oh, so we wonderful. get a rest and Good. we can be present when, they're with us, when we're with them. Right. Uh, we can share in taking them to school uh, and all the responsibilities. Right, so absolutely. Right. Yeah, I just actually heard, heard recently Recently, um, the the shaman who I studied with, who's originally from Peru, he was in town last month, and one of the things he mentioned was that uh, in the small village where he grew up, in the villages down in Peru, in the jungle, that the children don't quote unquote know who their parents are. I mean, they kind of do intuitively, physically, yeah. But like everyone in the village is their parent, yeah. And he said, because of that, they don't know lack. Yeah. And it's so interesting because huh. think about it. If you only have one 
set of parents, one mother, one father, and, and heaven forbid something should happen to one of them, then you only have one parent, there's a sense of lack. It's like, oh my God, I only have you know this one person or two people to provide for me. But if the whole village is your, your mother and father, then what an abundant world you live in. And I just thought that was such an amazing concept, an amazing way to, to raise kids. And I just kind of, like ever since I've heard that, I was like, like, to me, that's the right kind of environment to help to shift this whole mindset from this fear and lack and scarcity mentality yes. into the real sort of abundant mentality because it's dealing with it on a very basic root chakra level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Okay, so it's time for us to take our next break. Uh, when we come back, let's talk about how this book came about, Finding, Find Your Soul's Agenda, and, and, and uh, what's it all about in your work today, okay? Sounds good. Wonderful. And of course, you know, everybody listening on talkradio.nyc, or if you're on the Facebook Live, if you have any questions or comments, please uh, type them in under the video, or feel free to call in at 877-480-4120. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking uh, today with Ani Anderson, author of the book, Find Your Soul's Agenda. Uh, and just a quick shout out on the Facebook Live. Welcome Mark, Tina, Amy, ah, Amy Carruth, former guest on the Conscious Consultant <laughs> Hour. Okay, so you have this amazing relationship with your new partner. Uh, things opened up. You now kind of offer this work to not just individuals, but groups, all kinds of things. Um, how did this book come about? What was the, the germination, the seed of it? Well, actually, we have to back up a bit because, oh, okay. yeah, what happened was when 
Brian and I made the decision to combine our lives, mm -hmm. there was a lot of pushback. We live in a oh, tiny town. I'm sure. People yeah. thought we were having an affair. <laughs> that was not happening. Nobody wanted to listen or hear it from us. Uh, uh, they were blaming us uh, about breaking breaking up families. Right. It was it was pretty epically embarrassing and, and, and difficult. Right, right, stressful. Yeah, and so at that time, before all of this happened, I was a body worker, really. Mm -hmm. That's what my vocation was. Right. So I was doing massage, manual therapy, energy work, those kinds of things to help people heal their bodies. Right. It was time for me to start to transition in my own life. Right. I knew that, but I didn't know what I was going to do next. Uh, and then my own life crumbled to pieces. Gotcha, gotcha. So I was... Did people stop coming to see you because of what happened with your personal relationships? Amazingly enough, there were enough people still coming and some new people coming in. I don't know uh, how that happened. Our wellness center collapsed and we uh -huh. started a new one, mm -hmm. but it kaboomed and doubled in wow. revenue. It was pretty pretty remarkable over the course of about uh, six months. Yeah. So, so the answer is yes and no. And mm. I don't exactly know how that all happened. Well, life supported you. It did. And, it did. And, and obviously there was some energy around the old center that needed to die in order for things to be reborn in a more aligned energetic fashion. Exactly. That's gotcha. when New Health was born. So ah. NEW stands for Natural Energetic and Holistic. Oh. Yeah. So um, so I knew it was time to transition. We had started this new center. I was primarily the manager and director. I was also seeing some clients. And I knew that I needed to do something new in my life. I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. My identity was crushed as a community member, mm -hmm. as a mother. I didn't mm -hmm. know who I was as a mother, as a partner. Uh, uh, I, I just didn't know who I was at all. I was really uh, seriously lost. And although I, I really rallied during the whole transition, I uh, crashed afterward. Uh, so I started to look up how do I find my purpose right. I took a number of purpose courses I took mm -hmm. assessments I was trying to figure out uh, who I was did you do all those personality type I things? did everything <laughs> you name it yeah I did it did you do human design I did what's your human design um, I, you know I don't remember enough to tell uh, you although I remember I'm one of those people that uh, cycles emotionally <laughs> that was my biggest take home oh, point okay. from my human design uh, is I'm a person who in order to make a decision needs to go all through all through the circle <laughs> oh interesting i think i'm like that yeah so your authority is emotional yes yeah my my authority is emotional too i'm a manifesting generator oh, okay right i'm a manifesting generator that ah, now that I you there say was something that, i like that yeah <laughs> that's what it is i couldn't remember cool. yeah yeah so i took all these courses and it wasn't answering my question there was something uh. left that wasn't whole for me it mm. wasn't i i don't know I, I couldn't put my finger on it the the I got what the assessments were saying. Right, I, I understood right. from an intellectual point of view, but I couldn't see myself in them. For example, I'm uh, remembering one okay. assessment I took told me, uh, you're, uh, you're a leader. You're, you're a person people look up to. Uh, and there was no way that was me, was what my, my mind was saying. Right, I couldn't right. see myself in right, the evaluations. Right, 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 right. So I took these purpose courses. And yes, I had to take multiple because even <laughs> though the answers were similar, I just I could not see myself. You couldn't apply it to, to your own life. You couldn't, couldn't, couldn't like figure out, like, how do I apply this to what I'm doing now? How do I get from where I am, which is a right. pile on the floor, right. to this person that they're describing right. that is an influencer, is a leader, mm. you know, and, and 
I couldn't figure out how to bridge that gap mm. whatsoever. And mm. so it was incredibly frustrating to me. And finally, I decided to give up. Mm. And as you know, <laughs> as you know, with these things, there's some things you just can't give up on because they're uh, your thing. So but sometimes giving up is surrendering, which right? is exactly what we need to do in order for life to move us forward. Exactly. So I tried not to think about it. Uh, which is exactly what you were saying. So I remember uh, I was at, um, I was going to get my hair cut and I was in the car waiting for my appointment and I was just sitting there and the yin yang symbol popped into my head mm, and I thought, that's it. Mm, that's it. Mm, the assessments and the personality, or I'm sorry, the, uh, the purpose courses are mm, pointing towards one half of me, mm, but I'm not in, you know, the, the colors are kind of, uh, arbitrary here in my example. Right, so right. if if that was the the light aspect or the white aspect, we right. could say of uh -huh. me, I'm here in the black. I'm here right. in the dark, and right. I have I that's that's the answer though. Is that these are two aspects of me and who I am. Uh, that when I look at both of those things, mm -hmm. are all along the same continuum. Right. Well, don't forget in the yin yang symbol, in the white part, there's a little circle of black, that's and in the right. black part, there's a little circle of white. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So when we're in those dark spaces in our lives, it's the portal right. to get to new light. Right. 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 So that was the piece that was really missing from the assessments and the courses that I had been taking because they were all describing me in the just the white. Right. 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 So I started to formulate as quickly as I possibly could how I could describe myself and my purpose uh, in life with both sides. Uh, and that's the Find Your Soul's Agenda process. Oh, okay. Cool, yeah. cool. So um, uh, uh, you say the one word that will make your whole life a success. What's the one word? So the one word's different for everybody. And uh, ironically enough, my word is alive. And so I was... Uh, Giddy, ah. while you were describing your quotes. Oh, quotes of the day. Too. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the first one, because as you were talking about feeling alive and these right. these moments, these tiny moments, like looking at a flower and realizing there's more flowers than you ever knew in the city. Right. Not only were you talking, you were you saying my word a few times. You said feeling alive, <laughs> feeling alive. I was like, that's my word. <laughs> but you were actually using my definition of what that word uh. means. Because oh, for really? me, yeah, so you could have the same word as me. Mm -hmm. I don't know what your word is. Everybody right. has a different one word. But then we, we define our word uh, for ourselves, uh, which is super important. Because okay. if you look up your word in the dictionary, you're going to mm. find a word that's not yours. It's what society has agreed right, is that right, word. Right, right. Or that meaning behind it. Yeah. And we have a different meaning behind that word. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So uh, is it a long, complicated process to find your word, or is it a very simple thing? No, it's super simple. Oh, okay, cool. It's incredibly practical, which was really important to me, because mm. in my own journey, when I was crushed, I saw, everybody you can imagine, I, mm. I saw energy healers and shamans and therapists and you mm. name it, I saw mm. them. Mm. And people would tell me things like, you need to find who you are. Mm. You need to get in touch with your being. You mm. need to find your authenticity. And I kept banging my head against the wall. Uh. I will do that if somebody tells me how. Uh. How. I needed a practical right. how to. Right. And nobody could give that to me. So right. when I put my fingers on this process, mm. it was very important to me that it was simple right. and it was incredibly practical. And, and so this process, is this something you discovered? It just came to you? How, it, did, it, how, did, it, how did it manifest? It all fell out of me as soon uh, as I saw the yin yang. Oh, yeah. okay, cool, mm -hmm. cool, awesome. 
Awesome. And so that process is what's described in your book? Yeah, yep. One of uh, the chapters is that process. You cool. you get it. And so the, the first few chapters are explaining a lot of things. We talked about like the subconscious mind and how it's right. developed and right. uh, different aspects that we deal with in our human lives, like uh -huh. uh, shame and guilt and how to, how to deal with those things so that when you get to your word, you can really right. take up the work uh, and use it, again, practically. And so how did you know when this process came to you that it would work for more than just you. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. So I did it with myself. Uh -huh. And honestly, it felt like maybe it was a good thing. I really didn't know. Right. You know, we swim in our own soup. Yeah. But um, I had a, a, a friend of mine see me maybe a year after I'd been working with it. Uh -huh. And she said, you're happier than me. It's pissing me off. And I want you to show me <laughs> what you did. Like right? I want uh -huh. you to show me what you did. And so uh -huh. I said, I, I don't know if it'll work for you, but uh -huh. I'll, I'll show this to you. And I did it with her and right. it was amazing. Wow. So that's okay. what started it with okay. other people. And then um, how long did it take you to really like codify this process? How long did it take to like really distill it down or is that right away? Not long. It was pretty much right away. Oh, okay. Yeah. After okay. two or three people, honestly, it, it, it was the same as I had done it. But after two or three people, I recognized that that was what, it was okay. right. Okay. It didn't need to be tweaked. And then, and then, when did you decide to make that sort of the focus of your work? Also, pretty quickly, or <laughs> well, take a while. No, um, you know. So with me, it seemed to work okay. And then I did it with my friend, and it worked phenomenally. So then I wanted uh, to know if it would work with somebody else, and it worked uh, phenomenally. <laughs> and then I did it with somebody else, and it worked phenomenally. So I very quickly got to the place where everybody who I saw I needed to do this process with because mm -hmm. for me as the practitioner, the coach, mm -hmm. I know exactly what's going on with people uh, all the time if okay. I know this. Right, right. So it became something that, and now of course I still do it, but right. it became something that I just started to do with everybody because if I, I didn't, yeah. I was at a disadvantage as a coach. Right. I didn't really know exactly who this person was and how to help them navigate their lives. I see, I see. And so, I mean, besides like using this process and, and helping me find it, like how did that transform your business? How did that transform what you were doing on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, so everything was happening at a, a, a pretty fast pace. And um, my partner, Brian, and I, like, you know, I said our wellness center crashed. And so mm. we started doing whatever we could. Our kids are in private school, man. Uh. We just started doing whatever we possibly could to get keep, keep revenue moving. Right. So we developed the new wellness center, but we also started an online institute. Oh, and wonderful. my um, my partner, Brian, is a wizard in uh, Qigong and Tai Chi. And so ah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So we were teaching other health practitioners how to do Qigong and Tai Chi for rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. So um, I was managing and administering that inst that growing institute uh, while this whole personal thing was happening with me. Uh, and like all of this at the same time, p uh, practitioners wanted to know how we had grown our business. So I started to do some coaching. So uh, all of it just went like this. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. And so when did you decide to write a book about it? <laughs> Brian and I were at a conference I guess it was about two years ago, oh. and he has two smaller books, and mm -hmm. I've written two e-books, and oh, okay. the person on the stage said, it's really easy to write a book, and they did a, a, an exercise, and we both did the exercise, and we looked at each other, and we both said, this is the year that we write a book, oh, and he wow. said, we're going to write our book, and I said, no, we're not. We're going to write the Soul Agenda book. Oh. I was right on that one. That was the right one to, to write first. So Brian and okay. I actually just started collaborating on our book. Oh, it's going to come out in January. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, 
Okay, so just before we go to break, how did you come up with the title Find Your Soul's Agenda? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of an interesting yeah. title. For me in my own life, it felt like, well, actually, I'll just be really honest about it. I felt a little bit like a victim. I felt okay. like life was having its way with me. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out what life wanted from me. But I was uh. being put through the gauntlet. And I was aware of the teachings of creating and creating my own reality. But I wasn't really understanding about co-creation. Uh, co-creation okay. yeah. with yeah, the yeah, universe. Yeah. Yes. And so and still, so I felt like, what do you want from me, universe? And so mm. the the word agenda really comes out of that feeling of sometimes I it see. feels like the universe has an agenda. Right. And if I can remove myself a little bit from my personality, yeah, I can yeah. see that I am choosing this too. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes yeah. life is hard and we go through things that, uh, you know, it's just it's tough to really embrace that the yeah. p full personal responsibility. Uh, so that's where agenda came from. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I mean, I often say that life has a much better imagination for me than I do because I, n 10 years ago, I could never imagine what I was doing, what I'm doing today. So <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's actually fun. Okay. Believe it or not. I can't believe it. It's already time for our last break mm -hmm. of the show. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, so when we come back, let's talk about uh, just what's happened since the book came out and kind of where you see things going in the future. For Sounds good. Okay. So everybody, please stay tuned. Ooh, Pat, my, my friend Pat from across the pond in England. Welcome to the Facebook Live, Pat. Um, so you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity, and we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Ani Anderson, author of the book, Find Your Soul's Agenda, that one word that will make your whole life a success. So when did this book come out? 
October. October. Oh, so it's relatively recent. And so yeah. what kind of reaction have you gotten since the book came out? Holy, it's been amazing. <laughs> wow. It's been amazing. So I didn't know if people, honestly, I didn't know if people would be able to read the book and mm. do the process mm. and just be able to fly with it. Right. You know, right. or if they'd need more help. Yeah. Either way, our company can support people if they need more help. Right. But I was hoping that people could just read a book because I don't know about you, but I've read yeah. some books where I, I just read the book and it's just profoundly changed my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, what's your company's website so people can find it? Oh, sure. It's New Health. So NewWayOfHealth.com. NewWayOfHealth.com. Yeah, okay. yep. So we get uh, we get letters all the time. I just got a, a, a letter from a... Uh, a message from a reader that she got her soul's agenda word tattooed on her wrist. Like, oh really? Yeah, we we get <laughs> we get letters all the time that tell me this book changed my life. All I had to do was wow. the process, and it just opened things up for me. So it's a real a real blessing because, like I said, I, I wasn't sure exactly how it would translate. Right, right, right. Uh, I just want to take a quick look at the chapters. Uh, connecting with the divine. How do you recommend people connect to the divine? We everything in our lives is is divine. I think yeah. that's that's the thing is the recognition that everything's spiritual. Mm. So for me in my own life, I didn't recognize that I was seeking mm. spiritual fulfillment. And if we have the awareness that everything is spiritual, spiritual. like the garbage, like you were talking right. about with the garbage, right? right? And smelling the garbage and the contrast. Right. If everything's spiritual, then we're connecting with the divine in every moment. Right. That's true. Very true. Yeah. Very true. So how does Knowing your your one word translate into success. I'm sure my audience would like love to know. Well, okay, but I know the one word. But what is? How does that mean? Like I'm going to be more successful? Right. So if for each of us, our idea of what it would mean to be successful is different. Mm-hmm. So for some people, they're looking for the partner. For some people, they're looking for a better relationship with their children. For some people, mm. they're looking for more money or mm. or whatever it is. Right. And uh, so I'm actually going to say that and then say something totally different. So I just wanted to <laughs> acknowledge that, right? Okay, okay. So yeah. a successful life is built upon making successful decisions. Yes. And when we make decisions in alignment with who we are first, yeah. uh. then we can't help but be successful and attract success into our lives, right? Right. We're in alignment. We're in alignment. So uh, after you find your soul's agenda word, the Mm -hmm. idea is to use it as a decision-making compass in every Ah, moment. So yes, if we had a big decision, I would, for example, my word's alive. I would Uh, say to myself, will it make me feel more alive to come to New York City and do this podcast with Sam, for example? Yes, that, yes, it will. So I'll Uh, do that. But we're not just talking about big decisions. We're mm -hmm. talking about small decisions too. Like right. I recommend for people uh, immediately the next morning after they do this to wake up in the morning and say to themselves, what would I like to have for breakfast? What will help mm. me feel more? And then insert your word, empowered, mm. loved, whatever it is, mm-hmm. connected. Mm-hmm. And and just start to make decisions from that aligned place. Mm. And for some people, they tell me it became a habit so quickly that you know, uh, things just really opened up for me. Yeah. But the success that follows from aligning mm. with oneself right. is profound. Yeah. It's profound. But a lot of people don't know how to do that. Right, know? right, right. And it's not it's not just it sounds like it's not just success in, in the material sense, no. but it's an um, emotional, spiritual, energetic success because you are in alignment and so because you're in alignment you're naturally in the flow you're naturally sort of following 
your 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 human design in a way so you're, you're just living life more effortlessly in yeah a way. and when we're in the flow whatever it is that we really desire and dream is supposed to be for us mm. it's supposed to be so the opportunity for its fulfillment whether mm. it's money yeah. or whatever kind of success right, right is right. available to us Right, because and it might be more abundance, but abundance doesn't have to be in money. It can be an abundance of friends, an abundance yes. of followers, an abundance of community, yes. an abundance of time. Uh, it can be it can be many different things. It doesn't have to be one thing. Yep. Uh, you know, it reminds me of that story of, of this uh, American businessman who goes on vacation down to Mexico, and he loves to fish, and he and he and he goes, he finds this this one guy kind of. You know, with his you know hat over his eyes, kind of sleeping on his boat, and he's like, "Hey, come on, let's take the boat. I want to go fishing." Guy takes him out. He goes, "I know the best place to go fishing." Takes him out. The guy catches huge fish, lots of fish. He goes, "Oh my God, this is amazing!" Oh man, you gotta you gotta do this. You gotta we we gotta we gotta get investors. You gotta get more more boats. You're gonna hire people. Da, da, da. And the guy kind of like listens to this guy go on for about 15 minutes, and he says, "And why am I doing all of that work?" And he says, "So." You can hang out with your friends and have time to do whatever you want. He goes, I have that already. Why do I need to do all that? <laughs> exactly. Those things that we seek are often right in under our noses anyway. Right, and that's how right. it was for me. I mean, for me, I've had a lot of outward success in my life. Mm. And what I really cherish more than anything is the wife, partner, and mother that I've been able to become. Ah. I mean, that to me is success. Success to me is the fact that when I got to the city yesterday, I noticed the flowers. Ah. That wasn't always me. Yeah, yeah. To me, that's success for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. So it's being in alignment in our own definition of success. And our definition of success does not have to be the same as anybody else's definition definition of success. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Okay, great. So find your soul's agenda. It's available on Amazon and all over the place. Yeah. Amazon, Audible, uh, the the website for it's uh, findyoursoulsagenda.com. And that's okay, where you great. can find all the different places it lives. Wonderful. Wonderful. So you said you're working on another book with Brian. Do you know what the title is going to be for the second book? Yeah. Unlocking Reality. Unlocking Reality. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, when do you think that'll come out? January. In January. All right. Well, you want to come back down? Yeah, Maybe sure. not in the winter time. Maybe Maybe not. As, but, yeah. but like early spring, we'll have to have <laughs> Sounds good. get both of you in here in <laughs> studio and come down. <laughs> Sounds good, Sam. So what are your challenges today? I mean, now that you've found your word and you're, you're <laughs> living in alignment, what challenges you now? Yeah, that's that's a really wonderful question. So the thing that our company excels at is helping people to work through resistance. Ah. And so if you think about that, what would the challenge be for somebody whose job it is to help people work through resistance? And it is that they have a lot of resistance. <laughs> right. right right so, exactly right? we teach what we need to learn exactly so mm -hmm. we uh we work with uh folks who don't know they need our help <laughs> you uh, know or we're, we're talking to folks who don't know they that they need our help but right. it's right in front of them and they don't see it right. you know or we work with people who are so attached to their excuses or you yeah. know things like that so the the work that we're bringing forward is profound but it, it's met with a lot of res resistance within sure, that that's sure. our job to help people to resolve right. so i mean i think that's right back to the tai chi everybody's yeah. going to have challenges in their lives right. and right. when we can meet it with as much consciousness as possible so right. for me right. i've made it uh, it used to be more frustrating but for me i've made it more of a game mm. so it's way more mm. fun wonderful yeah wonderful so where do you see yourself five years from now 
five years from now, I, our company is growing to the place where I will be doing more of these kinds of things. Cause my, uh, one of my favorite things to do is speak. Yeah. So, uh, keynote I talks and yeah, yeah. Get on the stage and, and have my own show and those absolutely. kinds of things. We host events right now, but right now my job primarily is to orchestrate, um, the, the training for the company uh, and, and then I also get to do these things. But in uh, five years from now, I'll be doing a lot more of this. And there'll be a lot more people doing the legwork behind us. Gotcha. Gotcha. And do you like certify trainers and stuff? We do. Yeah. We have a certification program in sensation based mindset coaching. Oh, yeah. 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 I wanted to ask you about that. What is we only got a couple of minutes left, but like really quick, like like Rita's Digest condensed version. What's sensation based mindset? Yeah. Well, mindset's a big buzzword and people know it as training this thing that lives between the two ears. Right. But what you and I know, Sam, is that's not the only mind. Yes. Right. So how do we tap into universal mind? How do we tap into the body mind Mm -hmm. and use the intellectual and emotional minds? All of that. And it's through the sensations because Uh, really where we're making our decisions from is a mm -hmm. sensory base, whether we know it or not. Right. We are. Right. Right. So we in the more nervous system based. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So we help people to understand the anatomy and physiology. So that coaches primarily and, and uh, therapists can help right. their clients make decisions from a healthy sensory base instead of a wounded or victimized right. sens- sensory base. Right. And in that way, we create win-win-win solutions right. for everybody around right. us. Right. So we just send ripples. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Beautiful. Well, Ani, thank you so <laughs> much. It's been such a pleasure having you in studio today and, and being able to talk to you face to face. Thanks. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody go out and get the book, Find Your Soul's Agenda on Amazon, all over the place. You can go to findyoursoulsagenda.com and, uh, and look up Ani Anderson and great work. Thank you again. Thank you. And uh, thank you, our loyal listeners, for tuning in today. Ooh, a couple of more Facebook fans, Nahaz and, and Lisa. Thank you guys for joining us. If you missed any part of today's show, make sure you look it up on talkradio.nyc. It'll be posted later today. And uh, remember, we've got bunches of other shows on the network. Uh, go to the website, talkradio.nyc. Sign up for our newsletter so you can get our full schedule each week. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. 
Fridays 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 